I'm Noah. And I'm Ben. And you're listening to Product Journey. How's it going, Ben? Hey. <laughs> uh, going well. What about you? Um, I'm doing pretty good. I'm a little bit tired. I had, so I, I actually had a couple of vacation days at the beginning of this week. Uh, my roommate and friend from college uh, was here. And so we kind of we were hanging out. Um, I feel like usually when you have vacation, you like, well, for me, I usually like stay up later and we were definitely staying up later and stuff. So <laughs> I just kind of end up being more tired and then I need a vacation from the vacation. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. that Yeah, I, I know that though. Like that happens. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, it was, it was good. Um, yeah, what's new for you? I got my stitches removed from, you know, the accident. <laughs> wow, that was quick. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, almost two weeks, but it yeah, it started bleeding again when they removed it. Uh, and yeah, like my foot just in general hurts <laughs> because you, you start using the other side of your foot where you usually don't walk on. And it, oh, yeah. yeah, I mean, it's not great, but it's also not too bad. Like it, it actually, like the wound actually closed, even though it was pretty big. And oh yeah, it could be worse. <laughs> Yeah, so you're you're still not walking on it. Yeah, exactly. Not correctly. really. No, mostly trying to use the heel instead of the rest of the foot. But yeah, and you can't really shower with it, which is also super annoying. So you always gotta you know put something around it or try keeping the foot outside the shower, which is kind of impossible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it, unless you could like, if you're flexible enough, you could like. <laughs> put your foot away above your head oh my god and it yeah. won't get wet. <laughs> no that's the next injury right there <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah falling slipping in the shower yep um <clears throat> well did they say like how long that it will take to like completely heal yeah probably another four days until i should try to shower <laughs> with it mm. and yeah it might take another week or so until you know you can actually really walk on it properly again <laughs> yeah it's almost a month well, that's probably. good that's yeah has it uh felt like it's i don't know been annoying or, or changed your routines and what you can do normally yeah i mean you can't really drive uh a car so that's annoying <laughs> um mm. but yeah apart from that i'm I'm not moving around too much these days because of covid still and uh <laughs> yeah no I, th I think the rest just basically just stayed the same <laughs> yeah cool well hopefully that keeps getting better yep um okay any who should do updates first do you want you want to go or should i go uh, i can go <laughs> okay so i've basically been executing on uh all the ideas that i had over the last two weeks um so i did I, i've actually struggled with that a little bit like uh when i when i when it was time to integrate the chat ui into the dashboard that i already had because it was pretty narrow <laughs> um so that took me longer than i expected but I think I did come up with a good solution. Um, and yeah, I I also integrated the, the traits uh, so that it can actually be like, hey, and then trait name, and it will automatically translate that into Noah or Ben or however the user is called. 
uh, as you mm -hmm. send the message, which is kind of cool. I'm planning to do the same for translations probably so that you can, you know, translate on the fly as well. If you know that a person is coming from, I don't, I don't know, uh, Estonia or whatever, <laughs> just translate it to that language automatically. Um, and uh, yeah, just, you know, hacked open the, the whole variable or traits thing that the editor came with. Um, which, which I think I talked about last week and I actually made it so yep. smart that if you do not use any traits, it sends directly. If you're using any traits inside the chat, it does the extra trip to the server, uh, just so it's more performant, um, when you don't use them. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I, I mean, that's probably most of the things I did actually building out the product i did build back some of the fields i had uh, as i mentioned before because the traits now can offer granular fallbacks instead of just the whole field um and yeah i've, I've really been moving more into getting the front page to a good you know good spot and uh mm. I, I feel that's pretty hard to be honest so it always pops open the or pops up the question of positioning again a little bit. Like, how do you, yeah. <laughs> what do what do you write there, right? Like, what's the headline? <laughs> how do you sell this yeah. thing? Uh, and what's actually the, the you know what do you like? How's the best way to uh, talk about the features or the benefits? And so I ended up actually looking at um, at all the old versions or iterations of the intercom website which was pretty interesting i didn't know how old they were i didn't know how they started out um and i kind of got pushed there by talking to one of the people who's on the uh, early access list and that was pretty interesting so they it looks like intercom is basically just ping-ponging between hey we're a businessman messenger or the the business messenger um and hey we're we're more than that and we're kind of you know you can do a lot of things with us like engage support and uh, market <laughs> and uh yeah i, th I think i want to do this um a little bit like they did in the early days where they basically uh write about those three benefits that you get like you, or those three use cases basically that's what it is like marketing support and engagement um so their so their headline would have basically those three things in it. Um, no, not not necessarily the headline, but right right below that, they would then separate the tools that they had um, into those three categories, like marketing and uh, engagement and support. Mm -hmm. Like the for, in 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 my case, you could say like support would probably be like the knowledge base plus the chat. Um, and then engagement could be the personalizations. Um, it could also be the chat probably, I guess that, that would fit into most of the categories actually. Uh, but yeah, I mean, the forms could be engagement. The announcements are definitely engagement and, uh, yeah, just separating them into some use case or some benefits. I think that I, that is a good idea because it makes it easier for you if you're running a SaaS to see like, hey, what can actually, like what's the benefit, what's the value? Um, and you can also just decide if you only want, you know, if, you, if you're just looking to up your support game, um, you, it might be cool to have like a separate landing page that basically just outlines all the features that you should probably use that TrueFans offers that are specifically tailored for support. Like you probably don't need the personalizations mm, yeah. for support. You could use them, but meh, <laughs> might as well not. 
Yeah, so, like because that's kind of what Intercom does. Like they have like a different almost landing page for different kind of use cases, and then they kind of like re re pitch the different uh features they have that can specifically help that use use case yeah so these days they actually move a little bit away from that um but they used to do it that way and i think it's actually a smart way to uh to show the benefits of each module or how you can combine them or why you want to combine them actually uh, into one tool and have the data available on like all the modules yeah Cool. So, so you're getting that ready, and uh, um, did you kind of land on positioning in a little different way than you had? So you're you're changing what you had currently. Yeah, but only if you compare you're still it to. Thinking about it. Yeah, but only really if you compare it to the landing page that is up right now, which is kind of broad. Uh, I think I mentioned that before. It's like just capturing some emails, but very, very broad in terms of what, what will you actually be able to do with that? Why do you want to use that? Um, I, I don't even know <laughs> why it really said as a headline. Let's actually look at that toolkit for Let's successful see, customer fans. communication. Yeah. I mean, that's, yeah, that's, yeah, it's not wrong, but it's also not super accurate as to what you can, like why you want to use that. Right. What's, what's the use case actually? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it kind of just, yeah, it may just leave people with questions where they're like, yeah, <laughs> okay, lots of things can be communication. What does this, what does this one specifically do? Yeah. Which, you know, if you unpack it below that, uh, I think that's, that's okay. But right. this site doesn't really do that at this point. <laughs> well, I do really like what you have on here with like the, the three by three grid of like all the different kind of features. Yeah, I think that's that the only thing that will, has. that will really stay. <laughs> yeah, that looks good. Because those tools then also get their own like mini landing pages. Uh, that's probably good for SEO as well. <laughs> and you can actually really get some useful info on the different modules. Yeah, I saw someone tweeting about like landing pages and how basically we'll we'll update what we had before and then we'll feel better like oh yeah now it's now it's good and then like a month later you look back and you're like oh it's you, like basically there's always more you can do to like make a landing page better and it, it's always just not perfect and so you can just keep iterating on for on it forever which i guess is is kind of good but it's like are you actually what what are the side effects of that like when you change it like, is it actually making things better? Like, are people actually understanding it more? Or like, do you have more conversions? Um, I don't know. I think, I think in some ways, maybe it, it could be a trap eventually if you do it too much to like, yeah, just keep changing the landing page. And uh, yeah, does it really, do you, do you really benefit too much from it? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think if you, if you have a product or a page where people come, <laughs> come to your page and are actually converting, uh, but you're still feeling the need to change the site every month. Yeah, that's not good. <laughs> uh, so if it's working and people are signing up and get the value that you're providing, don't do it, I'd say. Um, and if you want to do it, or if you feel like it could be better, try measuring, try talking to people. But I think for me right now, that's not the point yet. <laughs> so it's it's right, still right. too early for that. Um, 
but yeah, hopefully I, I, I nail it somewhat so that I don't have to change it for a while. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, because I think for me with Potion, I haven't really changed the landing page pretty much at all other than adding a couple more testimonials since I basically launched. Um, I guess I did change the header a little bit like in that first couple weeks after launch. But other than that, like it's pretty much been exactly the same. Um, I have considered adding like a video near the top, mm. um, that kind of shows, shows off the product a little bit. I, I think that's probably still a good idea to do at some point. Yeah. Um, it might other be than that. Like I, I do think yeah. for potion, like one of the advantages is that it's really just one sentence explains the entire product. Right. <laughs> Especially if you compare that to like what you can do with true fans, which is super complicated yeah. to unpack. It's like, hey, right. we're, we're turning your public Notion pages like into a website on a custom domain. Right, right. <laughs> and that, like that's yep. that's the thing, right? <laughs> um. Yeah, that definitely makes it easier for sure. Um, yeah, that's that's definitely difficult. Uh, having like a comp a complex product like you have with True Fans, there's lots of different ways you could do it i guess like there's lots of different possibilities for what the solution is so people are going to be wondering like okay wait how to so how does this one do it and uh yeah i don't i don't envy you with uh the happened to the landing page that you'll have to create <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean I, I do think that's why this unpacking or sub pages into those use cases might be useful because you get the chance to uh, talk to those interested in just one of those sub use cases or just one of those use cases. Right, right. Hopefully, I mean it's an assumption. I got to start with something, right? <laughs> yep. Uh, so, anything else uh, I, that you've been I, I think thinking that's about, about or it. top of mind? Um, not really. I'm really just trying to wrap up feature-wise. So the the I mean, <laughs> I I didn't even want to include the live chat uh, like for, for in, in the beginning, right? And now I kind of have it at a point where it where it will be in the early access, which feels good because it will get more exposure and more testing. But it really is the last feature uh, that will get built, and then yeah, it's really just you know making <laughs> polishing a little bit. Uh, getting it ready and letting letting people and talking to people i think um so yeah some some things i need to do maybe something that i could talk about a little bit is what what the next steps are is stuff like putting the embed script on a cdn uh super boring things <laughs> um then probably finding out a good flow of when i want to update how do i actually do that with the cdn like invalidating it um Mm, yeah. I'm thinking if I want to separate the application from the landing page before uh, publishing the new one. So right now it's all just in Laravel. Uh, it, it definitely works th that way. Um, but it could also easily be like put it on like a static page on Versal or uh, Netlify or I don't know. Uh, and then just have the actual application sit on a subdomain. Um, yeah, yeah might do that might actually not do it before letting people in because it's not super important right now and not super hard to do because none of the landing page actually needs any data from from the back end so that's easy to separate i guess at some point yeah 
Uh, yeah, you could always change it later. Probably. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So it's really just small things. And my biggest biggest issue right now is that I don't really have enough time to, to, to wrap it all up. <laughs> yeah. And, and didn't, cause true fans has like the wait lists kind of feature. That's, that's what you used for true fans, right? I uh, actually like know early access. No. So the, the, okay. Yeah, no, the early access is just, uh, just a custom form thing that just sends it to the database basically. <laughs> okay. But yeah, I mean the new la- the new the new landing page will also include a new demo page, and on there, uh, there will be a form from true fans. There will be a knowledge base that you can toggle. The chat will probably be always visible on the new page, and yeah, basically just showing everything that you can do with it. Yep. Yeah. Cool. Well, that that sounds like a good plan. Definitely sounds like you're you're getting close. Yep. Definitely eager to to get this thing out <laughs> and, yeah and a little anxious at all with getting it out nah not really <laughs> so i That's i do good. think the the people that i have talked to so far can definitely see the value um it will be interesting to see where i can distribute or you know like finding the right channel to actually get people in the door um yeah because right now there is no reliable channel, right? I could start building more on Twitter. Actually, kind of have started doing that, but um, yeah, I'm thinking about some integrations even. Uh, eyeballing a little bit with maybe there's a Shopify integration uh, possible. <laughs> Who knows? Um, yeah, so I'm I'm more you know thinking through some of that stuff, but not really, not really too worried actually. Yeah. Nice. Well, that sounds good. Um, let's see. Any anything else before we switch over to to my updates? No. Let's go. <laughs> okay. Cool. So, yeah, I didn't not a ton accomplished this last week as I was kind of doing some vacationing, as I mentioned. Um, but also, like with potion, I haven't been able to do much because I've. Any any time I have had, I've been focusing on the support man transition um, and trying to tra- transition that over um, to to the the buyer, and uh, that's been going well. Um, yeah, there's yeah, it's really been pretty like straightforward. Um, like I think it's going to be pretty quick. Like basically, once I have the time, just to kind of wrap things up. Um, like I think I could transition everything in, in probably a day and then it would be basically done um, and kind of how we set it up is just we have like a month of a transition period where he can ask me questions and I can help um, answer anything just to make sure he's kind of good to go um, but yeah I kind of have like a list of I don't know it's probably like 15 12 to 15 things or it's like different accounts and things I need to transition over um, I already transitioned the Heroku app over to him and the GitHub repo and uh, kind of one of the main things I, that I'm not nervous, well, maybe a little nervous about, basically I just need to be careful with is transferring over the database because um, there wasn't like a great way to like transition my ca- account to him. So I'm j- basically just going to have to like copy the database and then like put it in with his new account 
Um, is this and so the, is base, sorry, sorry, is the database also on Heroku or? No, the the database is on MongoDB. Um, so, so yeah, basically, I just need to make sure I get all that data over successfully in a a decently manner time. Um, because I'll yeah, that will be interesting. Like if if I if because the, the application is pointing towards the database, right? So if I don't like switch which one it's pointing to quickly, like the the new data would be lagging behind and like losing a little bit of data or, or not having all the data, and it maybe that could that could make some weird things happen. Maybe. <laughs> yeah, that, that makes sense. But like, do does MongoDB like do they offer uh host like hosted database or? Yeah. Yep. Ah, I don't know. All right. <laughs> Maybe right, yeah, maybe so they that, can transfer it for easy. you or something. <laughs> yeah, that's why I, I thought. Uh, I yeah, because I chatted with them, and uh, apparently they don't have like a a way that they can do that for you. Um, you have to kind of do it. Uh, got <laughs> it. You probably got other it, it databases probably... on that account as well, right? So you can't just yeah, yeah right, right. Ah, bad. <laughs> yep. Um, but yeah, the the transitioning has been going well. It's actually been kind of fun. Like, usually you'd think that this wouldn't be fun, but like I'm, you know, I haven't really looked or worked on Supportman a lot for like the last nine months, and so like going back into the code and like seeing how it works and stuff has actually been kind of like okay, yeah, like this. I remember this. Um, <laughs> this is pretty cool. Um, so I'm making like videos to like uh, document the the knowledge. Um, and transfer that over um, and I think that's been going pretty well like I think that's just a good way of doing it because it's you know it's asynchronous I can do it whenever he he then watches them like a day later or whatever and um, then he has maybe a couple follow-up questions um, but he can always watch them again later and so that's that seemed to be per working pretty well I think I've made like four videos so far that just like cover the different parts like I have one that's covering how like the subscriptions and plans work i have one that covers like the different app like consoles like the slack and intercom ones and like heroku like how you would deploy and then i had um one that covers like just like authentication um and like the installation process and uh the last one I'm gonna make, which will probably be the longest, like I bet this will be like an hour long video, <laughs> is uh, me kind of just walking through more of the code base and just kind of like going through every every part of it. Um, so in all, I bet I'll have made probably like two hours worth of video that just kind of like goes through the project and um, hopefully just makes, yeah, that knowledge transfer a lot easier. Um, so that's been good. That's that's kind of been like the the strategy that we've taken um, with trying to transfer it over, so that hopefully you know he's he's ready and set to go. Yep. Yeah, I like that. Um, I, I do think it's a great idea for the next person who develops it to have like this video because it just makes it so much easier to you know just get a basic understanding of what what this what actually. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> Yeah. Cause yeah, that would, I mean, yeah, it, it could take a long, it could take a while if you are new to a code base. And then also if you didn't have anyone to 
help you with it like you just be all on your own trying to figure it out like that would probably take a lot more time yep um so yeah that's yeah that's been good and um yeah hopefully you can finish that up in the next couple of days is what i'm hoping so then i can get back to get back to potion and making progress there um one one cool thing that happened with potion this last week was well really just um something that's been kind of ongoing but this this company that i've worked decently close with um which has their help docs they've been doing those in potion uh they're called quaderno and they basically just like launched their new help doc site that's running on potion um so that was pretty cool just because I feel like that's kind of like one of the use cases we've talked about, like um, helping like companies, like smaller um, SaaS companies or, you know, companies that need a help, help wiki um, to use Potion. And so, yeah, this is kind of like going in that direction. And um, so that was pretty cool to see. And then even just to see the response of people from seeing that and people are like, oh, wow, yeah, like you could do this. Like this is a pretty cool use case for, for Potion. So it seemed like there's other people getting interested in, in that kind of use case. Um, so, yeah, I think it makes a lot of sense for me to build some more features in that direction. Um, uh, and so... It, <laughs> <laughs> sorry. <or> what? <laughs> I, was, I was just going to say, I, I saw that tweet. And I was actually thinking like, hey, that's pretty great because what I would do is not build any features in that direction, but try to actually get the fine folks at Quaderno to give you a good testimonial and then see if you can actually like put that on the page and try to attract some more companies with that. <laughs> no, yeah, that's that's a good idea too. Um, well, I think what I need to do is I need to build like a plan around this use case. Yeah. Cause yep. like right now, if, if someone, you know, that's in charge of like, I don't know, support or marketing at a company and they are looking to have like a help docs, help wiki, mm -hmm. and they come to the potion landing page right now, kind of similar to like what you're facing, like what you're just like working with the true fans. Like, I think they would see that and be like, uh, this looks cool, but I don't like this probably isn't for us. Like, this is like, you know, this is for creators, for people building like little websites. Um, and so, yeah, basically, I need to figure out a way to build out like a page that's specifically more for them. Um, but I think also like if I had like a plan that's probably probably more expensive because that also kind of just shows to them like okay this is something for companies or whatever um like I feel I feel like it would be like the pro tier or higher tier and it has like a couple extra things that they need um that just kind of shows like okay this is this is this is perfect for for what your use case is um so I think I probably have some work to do there yeah that that makes sense be because then then you would probably just need those extra features, right? Because right now there there are no extra features just for companies, right? Right. Yeah. It's it's all the same thing. They're getting the same thing. Get get anything in mind for like what could be company features? Yeah, I do, but they're also kind of like a little far out. Um, yeah, you you don't have to say. <laughs> No, no, I, I can. I'm just I'm just trying to think of what they are here. Let me let me pull up. <laughs> so I actually have like a list specifically for like help center stuff. Um, so funnily, 
enough, I guess. A, a lot of the things, and a lot of this is from talking to the people at Quaderno. They've been really awesome with like feedback and like they made like a list of things that they want and stuff like that. Ooh. A lot of it is stuff that really could be used for more than just help centers. So it, it really could be used for lots of different kind of websites. Um, so like, here's a couple examples. Like they want some atom automatic SEO based on like the first block in a page. So they want some SEO optimizations, which, you know, that could be used for any kind of website. Um, they want to be able to customize like the 404 pages mm. so that they can, and this is actually a pretty cool idea where yeah. they can then like link different help docs and things on their 404, but also customize the 404 to like, you know, their branding and to kind of just have more of their brands feel. Um, and then like push people to specific pages. It's like, that's another thing where it's like that, you know, that could be useful for more than just help centers. Um, let's see, we have, this one would be a little bit tricky. Um, yeah, I, I don't know if I want to go on in that. That that would be a whole nother conversation. Um, <laughs> uh, let's see, what else do I have here? I mean, like, there's some stuff around databases, um, like so tables in Notion. Um, let's see, there's a couple of different ones. So yeah, this one's interesting. Like, avoid linking to database pages that are empty so this this one's a little tricky so sometimes people use databases in notion just like as a, a row so it's like you're only filling out the title um if that makes sense but every every row in a notion database is a page and so like right now what happens in potion is basically you just created an empty page and it has a you know it has a slug so it's you know something that um, search engines can track and stuff, but it's kind of a waste because yeah. it's just an empty page. Yeah, <laughs> it's fun. It's funny. That's kind of how I organize my articles for all around in Notion, <laughs> so I know what you mean exactly. Yeah, so like some optimizations around SEO there, and just like kind of that use case of like not actually wanting people to like go to those empty pages. Yep. <laughs> which yeah, which makes, makes sense. sense. <laughs> um. Let's see. So this one is also something that I think a lot of like no coders could really benefit from, which is being able to search in databases. Um, so like right now in Potion, if you create like a table, it's just, you know, it just shows that table. Um, and if you have multiple views for the table, it just shows like your first view. You can't change in between views. And so Basically, they want to be able to filter and search through the tables so that they could have, um, yeah, just some more, yeah, some more kind of features there. And and really, that would be really cool for, like, I think, info products that are trying to show off different, like, resources or things like that. Yeah, that's um, a pretty cool idea. Let's see. Another one that's, like, a very specific, I guess, to help centers is, like, a voting footer where people can give i mean you see this in like intercom help pages where like users can give feedback on that page and and then we would track like the analytics of that for them um and then this one's another help doc specific it's kind of a long 
this would be probably a little ways off is kind of having like a floater to the left with all the headers for the page and then your content to the right and then possibly even like to the right of that would be like like code examples so like this oh. could be basically like a layout for api docs yeah, or something like yeah. that yeah we've all um, seen those and that, <laughs> right right and that's another thing that they're interested in um so yeah like some of those are like help center specific but a lot of them are more just like more powerful um features that probably more companies would be interested in so i could see making like a plan around a lot of this where it's like yeah it's, it's kind of like a, a pro tier of like some pro features that you know companies would want to use for different website use cases um but yeah i think that could make make a lot of sense um and then along with that is like being able to manage deploying your site a little better like manual deploys um having more of a process around like maybe which pages are live or not so that they can like edit pages and kind of have like a review process internally as a team before just making the website live automatically which is kind of how it is right now um so that would definitely be kind of a big thing around teams so so yeah there's there's a lot of stuff there and um I mean, I think a lot of that makes sense to, to, to work towards, but I, I think it'll definitely take some time. And I don't want to just like only focus on that yeah, because yeah. Um, I have a lot of other, you know, use cases that I, I still want to make better. Yeah. Just, so. just while you were talking, it actually sounds like there is a whole, uh, like that's quite the, the rabbit hole, right? Like with team members inside the same Notion doc yep. and... I think they can even comment, right? They can comment on the page, and you could yep. try, you could you could even go as far and be like, "Hey, you you know, you got this, I don't know, preview page with all the comments on the side, and then if you decide to hit publish, you do that on Potion, you know, and you can, oh my god, like you can you can do so much things there. <laughs> That's pretty crazy, yeah. actually. Yeah, there's a, there's a lot to, that we could do there. Yep, um, which is kind of exciting. Like I think. Like it would be a pretty cool, there could be some pretty cool workflows that we could create around Notion and Potion with that. Um, yep. so, so yeah, it would just be kind of slowly getting going towards that direction. But I mean, that's, that's the cool thing is like, you know, a company like this and I have, you know, I have some other companies that are using Potion for like their help docs or career pages or things like that. Like it's already at least good enough for them to want to use it, you know? So it's already it's already there. Um, it's yeah, just like going more in that direction, but also like what we're talking about, like with the positioning, like how can I position it or have like a, another landing page on potion that's better for that, that use case and kind of directly speaks to them. Yeah. It's definitely a great first, like, or I don't know. I don't know. It's probably not the first, but because you said there are multiple uh, users or use mm -hmm. users of that use case already, it's, it's pretty good validation anyway. <laughs> um, and you've definitely made up your mind not to ignore it, right? Because you could also just say like, "Hey, it's cool that they're using it, but I don't really want to focus on that." Did, did that ever right. occur? <laughs> um, yeah, I did think about that because, like, you know, especially as like bootstrapping as a sole entrepreneur, it's like, okay how big of a yeah like i don't want to take on more than i can chew yeah yeah and uh 
The thing that makes me feel like it's a good idea, though, to go upstream a little bit is I feel like just the stability, um, you know, like companies like that are going to probably stay around a lot longer. They're not going to churn as easily. Um, so it kind of seems like it could make a lot of sense from, yeah, just like a stability standpoint, you know, you could charge more. Um, and so it, like thinking about, I think we talk, you know, talking about like creating a calm business, I feel like, uh, building a product for kind of that niche, uh, could be pretty calm just because those, those companies have, you know, they have stability, they have, you know, plenty of money for something like this. So there's, there's some, I think some calm benefits worth working with those kind of companies. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, where hopefully they'll be pretty easy to work with. Um, Cause it is funny. I mean, and that's what they kind of say is like, you know, the people that aren't willing to pay or they want it to be cheaper. Like those are usually like the harder customers. Um, oh yeah. And I've oh, definitely, yeah. I've definitely seen that where it's like, I'll have someone that wants a discount or they say it's too expensive, but then they, they're wanting to use it and when they're using it, they're asking all these questions. They're asking for all these feature requests and like, they just like want more. Um, but then I'm like, Hey, but you're also trying to like not pay. Yep. Yeah. Um, it doesn't make any sense. It's just like, why? <laughs> <laughs> yep. Or, or almost they'll use that as an argument. Like, Hey, well I like this and this, but it really doesn't have this, these and these things that I want. So can I, I think it should be charged less because it doesn't have that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> Imagine doing yeah. that when you buy a car. Like, <laughs> it comes right. with that, you know, like it's not 250 PS. Can I, you know, get it? <laughs> Nobody would do that. <laughs> uh-huh. It's crazy. So, yeah, I think, I think it makes sense. It's just, yeah, so like, going towards that and, and like i was saying it's not like it's a lot of the features that like the the help center kind of people are talking about are things that i think just other businesses would want it doesn't have to be specific specifically just like a help center um and so i think that makes a lot of sense then because it's it's open up to basically just like a pro like team tier that just makes it really well for people that want some of those kind of advanced things um and yeah, then they would hopefully be willing to, to pay more for it. So I'm not, at least not yet, which I think is good. Like I'm not like putting myself in a corner. Like I'm only going to serve this specific kind of customer. Like obviously there's some benefits to that, like niching down. Um, but I think with Notion, just since Notion does so many things already, like if I can, if I can do those things as well, like I think there's like, I'll, 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 I'll benefit from that because I think there'll be people, you know, looking for multiple use cases for like a, a Notion website builder. Yeah, also because um, Notion does so many things, right? <laughs> right, exactly. <clears throat> so yeah, I, I definitely have some more figuring out to do there and, and just like figuring out the roadmap. Um, so, but yeah, that was pretty much, that was pretty much my updates. Um, the last thing I wanted to to touch on was I've been reading Atomic Habits. Um, I think like I've been reading it bef after everyone else. I think everyone else has already <laughs> read it. <laughs> yep. 
but but it is a really good book um like i feel like after reading it like i think this might be one of my top my top like my favorite books um just yeah with how it describes just kind of even like how how we work and how like humans work with habits and then allowing you to like understand the process of habits so that then you can kind of put your your um put yourself in the middle of it to like actually make changes to like make your habits better um so i i just thought it was like it's super practical but it also just like really makes you understand kind of how we work and so then it's just like really good um for for yeah getting better at that um so one of my main goals like things i want to do better is i want to start getting up earlier because uh, I think my my hours in the morning are just definitely more productive, um, and so yeah, trying to build a habit around that. Um, and then one of the things I've definitely been struggling with. So have I talked about using cold turkey at all on the podcast yet? I don't think so. Okay, so yeah, I think one of the things I've been struggling with a lot in the last couple of weeks as potions kind of grown and there's been more support and stuff is like, I just jump around like everywhere. <laughs> like my <laughs> mind is like, if I get like a support message, I'll just jump to it right away and like help that person. And then I'll go back to like working on the product. Uh, and then yeah. I uh, still have my, my day work, my day job stuff. And then I'll have to like jump back there. Yeah. And it's like, I just jump around all the time. And yeah, like, that's not I great. Like I'm multi- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like I like I feel like I'm multitasking, but I'm you know probably not. Like I'm just like losing time. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so yeah, that's something that I want to get a lot better at. And so I'm using this app called Cold Turkey that basically you can like create sessions, um, and, and you can actually like build out a schedule, and you can like block blocks of time to where it will block you from going to specific websites. And so really I'm just trying to allow myself to be able to do like deep work and have time for that. So now I even have like a block that blocks crisp, my support um, (laughs) tool (laughs) Um, so that I am not going to be distracted by support. You know, I, it's only, you know, like two hour block or whatever. It's like, I can get to those things after that. Like I don't have to get there right away to those, those users. So it just allows me to kind of focus on the product or the features that I'm working on and trying to push those forward. Um, and just kind of have more blocks of time where I'm doing one thing instead of jumping around. Yeah. And so, yeah, that's, that's been pretty good. Um, since I've started doing that, um, uh, another thing I've I've done to kind of help with that is I got this app on my phone called Forest, <laughs> mm-hmm. and uh, basically it you you basically create you grow trees and uh, whenever you grow trees on the Forest app, if you ever leave the app, it will kill your trees. <laughs> oh, so you got to leave it open all the time, and you can't switch to well, another app. Well, yeah, you leave it open on that app. I mean, obviously your phone can turn off. You just, when you open it back up, you can't move away from the forest app. And so basically I'm just using that as well with cold turkey so that when I go to try to do like a deep work block, I can stop myself from like looking at Twitter on my phone or using my phone as well and uh, create some trees, grow some trees (laughs) in the meantime. Oh, that's interesting. (laughs) 
Yeah, I think it's funny what you described. Like overall, is pretty much what you learn when you start working at an agency. <laughs> yeah, I so bet. you're you're like there's so many things you could do and jump yeah. back and forth between them. It's it's almost like I'm a Zen master in all of what you just described because I've been doing it for like eight years. <laughs> but oh, I yeah. remember totally vividly like the the early days or even years of working at an agency. And you, you get customers that call you, you get emails, like, let's say you just get five emails in an hour and you, you know, like people mm -hmm. have this urgency to get, you know, like there's a bug, you need to fix it. But all, all while there is a deadline tomorrow for what you're actually working on. And you're like, oh my God, <laughs> you know, how, how do I do that? You know, and I think that's yeah, kind of how tough. I came up with batching. Uh, everything like naturally came up with batching is the only thing that you can do like don't open the email app right. until it's midday then open it you know go fix all that stuff for three hours and then go back to the actual work or whatever and close it again obviously uh so yeah, definitely yeah, i definitely think that's the way to go there <laughs> yeah that's definitely the way to go the the hard part is the the discipline to, oh, to yeah. do that you know oh yeah i <laughs> so, know and, and that's what i love <laughs> That's what I loved about Atomic Habits is it's like, it's not like, hey, you just need more motivation and you need to like try harder at your habits. It's more like, okay, how can you set up your environment and how can you set up like a system around your habits to make it as easy as possible for you to actually follow through yep. and do and do things that you, you want to do. And so, you know, that's why like something like cold turkey or something like that that just it basically forces me like i think once it goes in a block i can't stop it unless i like put in some password which you could like you know i could give that password to my wife and like yep. i'm completely locked out like it just makes it really hard so that you're gonna stick to what you said you would do yeah that's um, that's always good like having the alarm clock like five meters away from bed right if you if you really want to get up yeah because then you have to get up or you'll you know make your wife mad or go mad yourself right <laughs> exactly um so yeah i just i just really liked the, the the things that they talked about there the last chapter i just uh read about was actually on like flow state and you know i think we probably a lot of us have heard about flow and um you know it's it's at least in like software developer communities like it's something people talk about a lot um, but one of the things that it talked about that I didn't really thought of before is like the, the best kind of activities to get you into flow are the ones that are just the right amount of like challenge where you kind of have a challenge you're learning. It's not so hard to where you're just frustrated because then it's not really fun. And it's not just so easy that it's just like boring. Um, it's, it's the right amount of challenge that makes you like really enjoy it and your mind works and that's like when you get into flow and like time just like passes like super quick and uh that was that was really interesting to read about because um, it was kind of saying like you know basically use this to your your benefit when you're you're creating habits and things you want to accomplish like basically you want to pick the right amount of, uh, like the hardness um of the goal so that it's right in that level that it it's going to get you into flow because that's going to help you do it um and actually accomplish it way better if you can get into flow um and so kind of just like knowing what you can handle and and the right amount of challenge and uh yeah i just thought that was really interesting yeah 
I kind of disagree a little bit with the <laughs> with the difficulty of it. For me, it's more about like even if you hit that right difficulty, uh, you probably or I probably maybe that's more me, but I personally will not get into flow state if I have like my own background processes running in my head. You know, like if there's unfinished stuff that needs to be taken care of, or stuff that I can't even influence or whatever, but it really just needs to be taken care of in a way. And I don't really need, mean like cleaning up the apartment. Like that is something that you can't push away and still get into flow state. But if there's just some urgent things or I don't know, just something occupying your mind or my mind, I will probably not get into flow state, even if it is the right amount of challenge or not. <laughs> right, right. You're saying like, if you have like other things going on that are like over your hanging over your head. Yeah. It might be stuff like deadlines or, yeah, personal stuff going on. It could be anything, really. Or maybe even, like, you have a difficult conversation over Zoom at the end of the day. Might ruin the flow state for the entire day. Like, that's how I work, at least. No, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think that's definitely true. Um, I don't, And, yeah, I don't think uh, he's saying that 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 was the only thing that mattered to flow state was oh, like yeah. a challenge. Yeah, that's true. But, I mean, it could uh, definitely contribute to getting there. Yeah, that's, yeah. That makes sense. Yeah, there's there's probably multiple things that come to play to get you into like a, a flow state. Um, and uh, and all those kind of have to be at the right level or whatever or, or going right so that you can, you know, kind of relax and really focus on that task at hand and, and get into flow. Yep. Um, <laughs> Cool. Well, that's that's pretty much all I have. Um, I I think I have an, another meeting in a couple minutes, so I'll probably have to kind of rush off to that. But yeah, that was that was good. Um, cool to hear uh, the updates that you have on on True Fans, and uh, yeah, I hope that that foot gets better. Yep. <laughs> I guess it will. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, well, thank you everyone for listening, and uh, we'll talk to you in another episode. See you next week. Bye.